This is Brian, and you're listening to Bringlese Daily. Welcome back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Bentornati, ciao a tutti, and of course, welcome back to another episode of Bringlese Daily. Sono molto contento oggi, ho una bella puntata, forse, che vi aspetta, but as we always do, let's take a couple minutes to begin today's episode with the translation challenge. I have a second conditional sentence for you guys today. Remember that in the second conditional, ci sono due parti. Dico solo questo. Alla fine della puntata sono contento di spiegare tutto quanto e la frase di oggi è Se io avessi l'opportunità di provarlo, lo proverei. Let me say that one more time. Se io avessi l'opportunità di provarlo, lo proverei. So think about that one. You will have plenty of time to think about it. You can, of course, pause the podcast. And at the end, we will review how to say that in English. And now it's time to begin with today's one big thing. And to start, I will say that today's one big thing is a little bit delicate. It is a sensitive topic because we're going to talk about eating dog meat, specifically in South Korea. But I have good news, and I think most of you will agree that it's good news. Last week, South Korea banned the consumption of dog meat. Banned viene dal verbo to ban e vuol dire vietare. Quindi hanno vietato la carne di cane. So they banned dog meat. And even though this law was executed last week, it won't be effective until 2027. So there will be a three-year period where this change in the Korean culture takes place. But this is probably a good sign, and it's also an indication of how the economy of South Korea has changed. As always, I was researching a little bit more about this topic, and I found out that historically, the consumption of dog meat happened because there were simply not enough resources, people people were poor. After the Korean War, it's not that people had the opportunity to eat anything they wanted. There was a lot of poverty, and people resorted to eating dogs. Of course, in 2024, this sounds extreme, and scary, and no one wants to eat a dog. I think most people also find it disgusting, to be honest. But the good news is, here we are in 2024, and finally, this will no longer happen. As you could imagine, 
in South Korea, the people who eat dogs are generally older because this is an older tradition. Younger urban people are not the ones consuming dog meat. So it's very clear that the trend is always less and less and less common to eat dogs. And it's also less and less common to serve dog meat in a restaurant. Needless to say, soon enough, this practice will no longer exist. And I was thinking about it. Last summer, I was in Catania. And for the first time in my life, I ate horse. So I don't know how everyone feels about that. If you're offended by someone eating horse, I'm sorry about that. At the same time, everyone was encouraging me, Brian, in Catania, horse meat is commonly consumed. You should try it. And... You guys know me, I like culture, (laughs) I'm open-minded, and I thought, hmm, if everyone here eats horse meat, maybe I should try it. And so I did. And when I ate it, I didn't really even realize it was a different type of meat. It basically tasted normal to me. I remember I told my parents, I said, Mom, Dad, I ate horse today. And their reaction was, what? Ew, that's disgusting. So some people think it's disgusting, which is completely fine. That's your opinion. Some people want to try it. I'm sure a lot of people love it. Maybe many Catania people love horse meat. I will say I'm open-minded about almost any food. However, I would not eat dog. If I went to South Korea 30 years ago and someone offered me dog meat, I would say, um, no thank you. I think dogs are the animal that has the best relationship with humans. Like, dogs were kind of evolved from wolves by humans. So I don't want to eat such a domesticated animal. Obviously, I would not want to eat a cat either. Horse, I thought, you know what? I can try it, and I did, and I didn't mind it. I thought it was overall good. So long story short, the good news is that I imagine in most countries, if they still consume dogs, soon enough... This will no longer be a practice. And I personally think that's good news. So anyway, I'm curious what you guys think about that. But let's now transition over to today's question of the day. And the question of the day is, in fact, what's the weirdest thing you have ever eaten? Notate il present perfect in questa domanda. Esperienza della vita. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? And in my life, I have eaten many strange things. 
in general, I like all food, but if I had to choose something I don't like, I would probably say body organs. For example, tripe in Italian, trippa. I do not like that. I do not like fegato, liver. I don't like organs. The texture, la consistenza, it's just too weird for me. And I don't feel comfortable eating it. I would rather not eat organs. However, when I lived in Japan, and by the way, this is not common in Japan. It was rare in Japan too. But I actually ate grilled crickets. Crickets grilletti. Grigliati. Grilled crickets. And... It's something small, it's crunchy, crocante. There was salt on it, so it was this crunchy, salty bite. They're not big, they're not juicy. It's not that when you bite into it, juice squirts out, luckily. It's not juicy. And I wouldn't say it was bad. It wasn't disgusting by any means. It was decent, It didn't taste terrible. And one more time, I was open-minded to it and I thought, hmm, I guess I can try it. But I want to be clear, in Japan, eating crickets is not normal. It's not part of Japanese culture. It's just that we went to a restaurant that served weirder food and I tried it. So that was an interesting experience. I've also tried... Other strange meats like snake, shark. There's a restaurant in Colorado that serves kind of unusual meat. And in general, it's good. If you can overcome the mental block, like, oh, this is so weird, then you can usually enjoy the meat. But anyway, I hope no one feels grossed out. At this point, I hope no one is vomiting. I'm sorry, you guys. It was a descriptive episode. And let's finish the episode with the answer to today's translation challenge. Let me remind you that the sentence was Se io avessi l'opportunità di provarlo, lo proverei. Non stiamo parlando del cane qui. Stiamo parlando del grilletto. Se avessi l'opportunità di provarlo, Lo proverei. And the answer here is if I had the chance to try it, I would. Si può anche dire if I had the chance to try it, I would try it. Solo che would può essere anche l'ultima parola della frase perché dentro di sé contiene il verbo seguente che abbiamo già detto. Cioè, try it, provarlo. Quindi non lo devo dire due volte. Posso tagliare la frase dopo would. If I had the chance to try it, I would. All'inizio ho detto che second conditional, cioè una situazione ipotetica possibile, contiene due parti. Le due parti sono... Simple past, e poi would, la parola del conditional. 
Quindi vediamo proprio questo. If I had. I had è simple past del verbo to have. If I had the chance to try it, I would. E would è la nostra ultima parola. Quindi le due parti ci sono. In più opportunità ho usato la parola chance. Se tu hai detto opportunity va benissimo. And that is it. Quindi ragazzi, che ne pensate? Did you like today's episode? Was it too much? In any case, I hope you will join me again tomorrow for another new episode of Bring Glaze Daily. I can tell you that it's always a pleasure researching for these episodes, coming up with new ideas, and of course, making the episodes. I really enjoy it, and it's been really successful so far. So many people are enthusiastic, they're enjoying it, it has become a part of their day, and I'm happy about that. So I definitely have the motivation to keep going, and that's what I'm going to do. So, let's join each other again tomorrow on Friday for a new episode. And guys, I'll talk to you very soon. Peace out, everybody.